This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, let's get into our next conversation about payday. Jovijo, does payday have an effect on productivity at work? The relationship between that payday and productivity, it's, it's a very interesting thing, right? On one hand, some people feel more motivated and energized at work following payday. They've been rewarded for their efforts. They can see it and feel a sense of financial security. And it can lead to a temporary boost in productivity and morale in the following days. On the other hand, there's a potential to have an effect um, that's a downside on productivity. The stress can potentially lead to decreased productivity and focused at work. Additionally, there may be instances where employees become less motivated or complacent after receiving their paycheck, feeling a temporary sense of financial security that reduces their drive to perform at peak levels. I always find this stuff really fascinating, the science of how we think and behave in the workplace. Here's HR professional Hopolang Mogocho, who joins us to talk a little bit more about how payday affects uh, productivity at work. Hopolang, it's good to have you with us. Welcome to Power Lunch. Thank you very much, Pavi, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. So not everybody gets paid at the same time. Some get paid at midnight during the day. Some will get paid in the evening. Um, talk to us about how companies should address uh, payroll processing issues um, to and how all of that can affect employee morale and productivity? Um, the difficulty of that is that there are a number of interdependencies uh, in the process of paying employees and one of the key ones is um, financial institutions. Yeah. Now there are different processes, uh, there are different practices and policies that govern banks which companies do not have control over. Uh, it's, it's, it will be a bit difficult and tricky for a company to have, say, a memorandum of understanding with all banks because as employees we come banking with many different banks and as companies sometimes we have to comply with what the banks tell you. So that will be a, a little bit difficult to say for sure. But I don't know of, 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 of law that can be used to say for sure that employees will all be getting paid at the same time mm-hmm. if they are using different banks. Mm. But um, I know I have an experience of an organization that I once worked for where they insisted on using one bank purely for that. Mm. So when you joined, you were part of your induction was that you have to open an account with this specific bank because they were trying to run away from issues of other employees being paid days later when everybody else has been paid. But like I said, that depends on the relationship that an organization has with uh, different banks and most of the times, it's not up to the company to change how the banks operate. Mm. So it's very difficult. I don't know of a way of uh, uh, trying to sort that or changing that because, like I said, it's not to companies to work on. It is out, out, out of end. However, with the issue of motivation and high morale during payday, um, with experience, I realized that... Uh, New entrants mm. are the ones who get highly motivated during uh, payday. Mm. Because, you know, with with, with time, uh, uh, in your introduction, you spoke of complacency. You get used to your salary 
and you commit your salary. In fact, um, I have seen and I've observed that a lot of people get demotivated and morale uh, decreases around payday mm. simply because you get reminded of the debts that you have to pay. You get reminded of how little you think you're getting paid. Mm. Um, uh, so uh, stress levels rise and productivity gets affected during payday. Mm. From the 15th or the 10th uh, upwards, people get to their normal end. In my office, that is what we always joke about. Uh, people get really frustrated around payday. Sure, that's very interesting. So, so of course, um, as HR professionals, you know, there's not a one-size-fits-all to, to how people react and respond. I think that that's very, very interesting. If I can go back to delays very quickly. I worked for a company once, and um, I think it was my first or second month there. Um, they paid us on the 8th. We were meant to be paid on the last day of the month, and they paid us on the 8th of the month. And we kept emailing, hey, what's going on? Hey, yo, today is the second. What's happening? Uh, Let's set up a meeting. What's going on? No response, no response, no response. Suffice to say, I left there very, very quickly. But I wonder, is it fair for employees to keep working even though their their salaries are delayed? How How long legally do they have to keep working? Um, is it fair? No. It's not fair for employees to keep on working because remember the, the relationship between an employee and employee is trade like any other. You sell your skills for remuneration. Mm. So it's not fair to sell and give to the employer and you're not getting remunerated. Uh, as per the agreement in, in your contract to say you'll get paid on this day. Mm. So any day, apart from that day that you've agreed upon, it is unfair for you to continue working. However, um, the alternative is also problematic. Two wrongs can never make a right. Withholding mm. labor uh, just exacerbates the problem because um, I'm sure companies will always have reasons why salaries are delayed. Could be technical glitches between the company and the banking institution. Uh, could be ICT issues with the company. There are a number of reasons why that can happen. And I would want to believe that whenever it happens, companies are forefront in telling the truth about what the issue is. Because that truth is what liberates employees. But withholding labor uh, makes the problem even bigger because this month, the issue may be technical glitches which on the side of the employer. Mm. Uh, next month, you may not get your salaries because production was affected. And if production is affected, we know that has a ripple effect can lead on to the next month, to the other month, and to the other month. So I would not advise employees, and I safely say this, uh, and they should keep in mind, if you were listening, they should keep in mind, I have, I was the first one to admit it is unfair, uh, which is why negotiations should be, uh, I mean, with our representation, there should be side negotiations between the management of the organization and the employee uh, representation to avoid such uh, from happening. Mm. If it's an ICT issue, it cannot happen all the time. Uh, and I don't promise, I want to promise that it can always be smooth. Uh, and companies also, they do change because, you know, they invest. There are reasons why companies back with certain uh, financial institutions and there are reasons why they may want to change. And in that procedure, uh, the payday may be affected, which is why I say if companies are forthcoming with uh, the truth and information, 
uh, that will be able to put to rest a lot of uh, discomfort. But I don't advocate for employees withholding labor because of that, unless, of course, uh, issues are bigger than what I am talking about, mm. which is that the company is struggling financially. If it's struggling financially, then it's a separate issue altogether because it is not only for this month. So a separate negotiation will have to be held uh, if now it's going to be a recurring uh, uh, problem, which will run from month to month. And I've seen uh, companies uh, doing that. I've seen reports where employees, employees were paid for a specific number of months. Yeah. Uh, that is a separate issue altogether, which we have to be handled differently between management and labor representation. And I know if such negotiations hit a deadlock, then employees have all rights to withhold that labor because now we are violating the very same contract that governs our relationship. Hmm. Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. We're talking about payday. And, um, you know, some of the issues that may come about uh, and really our, our topic of conversation is does payday have an effect on productivity at work? We're joined by HR professional Hupulang Mukocho. Talk to us about some other common challenges or concerns related to payday. Um, uh, common ones, um, as I said, um, that morale for long-time employees, uh, Payday are not an eat anymore because, like I said, you get used to your salary, you committed. Therefore, it's just a day where you're waiting for debit orders. So, obviously, morale goes down. It, it, it becomes bad for other people who overcommit their money uh, because after payday, some of them don't even have money to go to work. Yeah. All the stress levels are high. They get sick. They get admitted. Some rare cases which we are tasked with watching with a, with a sharp eye, even falsify uh, their sick leave uh, because they don't have men to get to work. They're waiting mm-hmm. for Mashonisa, uh, they're going to borrow because they live from paycheck to paycheck or debt to debt. Uh, they have to go and borrow again so as to go to work. And some indulge in alcohol to numb the pain or the stress of uh, losing huge amounts of money, paying to their debts, uh, and that affects their attendance. The huge or biggest problem that payday brings is attendance. You would find that there's a pattern, which is why we uh, monitor attendance and absenteeism. There's a pattern with some employees where uh, on payday, days after payday, they are always sick or they always take leave. And there are many reasons why such happens. And like I said, some it could be stress levels to get admitted or some just don't have means to go to work or some are just demotivated. They just don't want to go to work because mm. they don't see any reason to go to work because their salary is not maintaining their life. So that is the biggest uh, uh, problem that we are facing around payday with employees. It does not only affect productivity, but it also affects employee attendance. I mean, it's an interesting point that you're bringing up where people feel that their salaries are not enough. And and we see it so often, particularly now in a post-COVID world, um, you know, companies are trying to do the best that they can, but people are really, really stretched. 
What advice do you have for anyone who's listening who feels like, I mean, I'm kind of chained to this desk. I come in at eight o'clock every morning. I'm good at what I do. But at the end of the month, it just feels, it feels worthless. Yeah. I think it's individual choices that we make as people with our money. But I would first start with saying, um, um, there's, there's, there's an importance, especially to being induction. It is important not only to induct your employees uh, uh, on your policies and processes and all that, but as HR professionals, we're also responsible for employee wellness and um, financial wellness is of paramount importance, especially post-COVID, like you said, mm. where a lot of families are strained uh, if, uh, pre-COVID. You, one family may have depended on two salaries, but post COVID, now you're depending on one salary. So financial wellness is very important, which is why we always arranged such workshops uh, with our staff. Uh, last year, here we arranged one, which is a, 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 a workshop that I was, it was my first time being exposed to that, and it changed me. And I would like to uh, urge your listeners mm. to attend to such, it, it is called the psychology of money. Uh, a lot of times we attend workshops, financial workshops, they speak of budgeting, they speak of, because I think that is the key thing that every every employee or every individual who has income should be aware of uh, budgeting. But the psychology of money, where have you placed money in your mind? Mm. And it is, a, it is a product of many uh, uh, things that you, have, you may have passed through that influence where you place money in your in your mind. Mm. And that really changed my mind because it changed how I view money. And if everyone with income can change how they view money, it will be easy to manage money. Because money is just means for you to live. It's not uh, all it. So if, if you understand what money is in your life, you'll be in a better position to manage uh, money. And I think that's where the problem lies. I didn't catch that. Uh, money is a, a means to, to get things done. And it is not what, Hupalang? It is not all that is... Uh, it, it's, it's not everything. Money is not everything. It is just a means. Means for you to get to where you want to go. It's means not for you all to that. Achieve. But it's not all that. Mm. That is the problem. Because, like I said, remember when I said new entrance? Because when uh, new entrance, um, you get this uh, paycheck. It's the first month. You plan for it. You, you, if you don't have a car, you buy a car. If you're living in an apartment, you buy a house. You've really committed that money. Yeah. Now, if you don't have a plan, if you don't understand your psychology uh, in relation to money, uh, you are going to do those things. Like I said earlier on, it is the choices that we make as individuals. That um, after a few months, which is what I always say to people, when uh, we think money, is a, money motivates people, uh, I hold a different view. Money does not motivate people, and I've said this with experience. It doesn't. It may motivate you uh, for a couple of months, but once you get used to it, money no longer becomes the reason why you wake up in the morning and go to work. That is how. That is the effect of money on people. That is why it is important for organizations to ensure that the environment, apart from the pay, the environment because the environment becomes the biggest motivator mm. uh, for people to go to work. So we need to understand first the psychology of money and then the planning of money. Mm. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit about why organizations encourage employees to keep their salaries private. <laughs> it, it is a, I, I, I'm of the view that it is important to keep salaries private for one reason, mm-hmm. and this is for employees' sake. Knowing how much I get paid, one, uh, it, 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 it will demotivate uh, a lot of people. Like, if you get to know how much your CEO gets paid, but if you, there are many aspects that as employees, simply general, we do not understand, especially if you do not, you do not study uh, 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 strategy, things like that, because there are, there are modules that we study that uh, educate us on why people get paid, what they get paid. And if you're not exposed to such, uh, I've, 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 I've seen on social media when uh, this, the corporations uh, publish uh, how much CEOs get paid. The people always uh, fraction that to say, actually, my salary is just 0.1% of the CEO. Now, we don't understand why CEOs get paid what they get paid. The other issue is when people come into an organization, they negotiate differently for their own salaries. Because we come from, we come with a different set of skills. We may be employed in one position, but we are not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, our sets of skills are, are different. Our years of experience are different, which is why salaries are built in a way that there is a range. Maybe the same pay grade, but it varies. There is a range in that, and, and therefore, that is for the benefit of police because you may appreciate your salary now. But until you learn what Fabi gets paid, who does the same work as you do, you are fresh from varsity, uh, you, you've been paid at the minimum of the range. Fabi has 20 years experience. Uh, she's paid maybe as a median or the maximum uh, percentile in that range. Uh, and that from that moment, you are going to feel like you're being underpaid. That is the benefit. Hang on, but aren't you being underpaid? No, you're not. Don't agree. Pay, pay, pay is not only about what the factors that contribute to what your salary is. It's not only about the work that you do. It's about who you are doing the work that you do. That is why I'm saying you take an assistant, for instance. You can have an assistant who is fresh from matrix, who, has compu- who is computer literate. And you have an, ex- an, an assistant who has been with a company for 10 years. Salary, salary, their salary has been increasing every year since they joined the company. Therefore, the salary of those two people mm. is not going to be the same. That is so why we, they, we may they, discourage people from talking about their salaries, but I suppose you can see if you've been to each other's houses, if you see what cars people pitch up in, what's in the lunch box, what school people go to. I mean, I, I think that that does start to create that differential. And I can imagine that also has an impact uh, on payday and, and some of the issues that we've been talking about. We've come to the end of the conversation, Hopolang, but um, what should we bear in mind? Um, we've now gone through the January paydays, coming up to the next payday in terms of productivity, attitude, and and also mental health. Yes, like I said, money is not all that is. Um, we work for money, yes, primarily. But I, I would, I, would I, I always urge uh, colleagues or employees to say, find purpose 
other than money, find purpose. Why are you working other than being remunerated? Because that is a given. But are you working towards something? And if you are working towards something, money should just be fuel that gets you to where you want to be. If money is the end all be all for you, you are going to be frustrated because it is never enough. Even if it is increased by 100% in a month or two, your life would have adjusted to the 100% increase and it won't be enough again. We can increase it by other, another 100%, it will still not be enough. So I always say money is just fuel that helps us to get by to where we want to be. Now, if you have that, you have a goal of where you want to be, let that be the focus. And that should motivate you. Every step that you take towards your goal should be the greatest motivator over how much you get paid. Because I would want to believe that at the end of the day, each and every individual would want to get to a point where they don't have to depend on anybody else to pay them a salary. Now, if that's where you are going, let money be the fuel that gets you there to where you are going to determine how much you get paid. I was going to say, what if your money, your goal and your passion is to get more money? But I think you've answered it. You've actually answered all of that in what you said. Hupulang Mogojo, HR professional, talking about payday and uh, the effect that it may have on productivity at work and otherwise. Thanks, Hupulang. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.